Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Roll Radio. All right, before we start the show, I wanted to let you guys know about a cool new product I've been using. So as you probably know, I spend a lot of time sitting in front of my computer screen editing the podcast. And I realized um, that over the years, I kind of started to let myself go a bit. And I found myself feeling uh, tired and run down most of the day. Um, You know, and chugging coffee all day wasn't helping me any. So I decided to add some new health and wellness habits to my daily routine. So Liquid IV is a category-winning hydration brand, and their hydration multiplier is kind of like a long rest in a convenient little package. In just one stick, I get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. And I use it now in the mornings before I go for a long walk and when I'm feeling run down after editing all day. It's really been a game changer for me. My favorite flavor is Tropical Punch, and I always keep some handy in my bag of holding, right? And I also love that Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV also partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. Like True Heroes, they have donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. That's awesome. So I want to let you guys know that you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code ROLLRADIO, all lowercase, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code Roll radio at liquidiv.com. All right, now let's tune in to Roll Radio. Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventures play the world's greatest role playing game. Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. So you push the stone and you begin to hear something shift in the walls. And then a narrow section of the wall begins to pivot. It doesn't slide open. Instead, it rotates sideways. Okay. And you look down a dark, narrow, 20-foot-long passage. And at the other end, you see another stone door rotating open at the same time. Oh. That's the double pivot. Is that hallway lit now? From the light of the two rooms? Well, it's getting a you know a little bit of light from the pantry window. Okay. But the room at the other end of the passage is dark. Okay. Ah. Okay. Everybody stop. Don't go in there. Esmer's gonna use her dark vision to look down the hallway to see if there's little holes and stuff in the in the walls. <laughs> okay. Or spikes like a secret trap floor that's gonna drop us down in a spikes. Okay, roll perception. This looks like a trap. Nice. 21. 21. You don't see any traps. Mm. I'm going to I'm going to do it too, just you know, on the safe side. <laughs> I got the dark I got the owl vision goggles. 18. 18. I'd see no more than she did or less even. 
All, all looks clear. Okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna put on my drift globe. So which one of us wanna go first? I'm gonna wait, crawl in there. Wait, stop. Before you turn your drift globe on, yes. let me go in and see what's other in the other pivot. Oh. Because if it's something really bright... Yeah, okay. That's fine. Mm. If both doors close and I'm in there by myself, tell my grandma that I said I love her. Okay. No problem. Your grandmother's still alive? <laughs> we'll tell your grandmother that you love her and we'll tell Cebu Timbers that he's dead. <laughs> Alright. Hey, Owly. Casey, why don't you go in there? <laughs> She's like, wait a minute. Better idea. I'm gonna send AC in to see what he sees on the through the other pivot door. All right, AC hops down the secret passage and he peeks into the room, and a moment later he sends you a message. Ah, uh, I don't see anybody. It's empty. What does the room look like? Is it big or small? Uh, it's it's pretty big. It's big. Does it have big stone pillars and and? Really fancy little inlays in the walls with like crystals and gems? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in and check it out for ourselves. I- I'm gonna go in. I-, I trust AC in his dark vision. I'm gonna go behind Cullen. Okay, so you guys head into the secret passage, and then we uh, we cut to a shot of AC standing on the ground, looking into the room. And then the camera slowly tilts up to Cullen above him wearing his <laughs> owl goggles. <laughs> you guys, uh, you see a dark room that looks like a barracks. There's a central pillar that supports the ceiling of this room that contains six double bunk beds and six chests. And there's a table with chairs, there's a weapon rack, and there's an iron grill with spits uh, fitted into a fireplace that stands in the southeast corner. And there are closed doors on the south, east, and north walls. Hmm. I want to go in to the room. So I'm, I'm going to follow him into the room. So I think I want to go down and look at the weapons rack. Okay. But so I can see in here, because I got my drift globe. Okay. Um... And so I could see that there's nobody else in here, correct? Correct. It's empty right now? Yeah, it's empty. Okay, empty cool. Empty and quiet. All right. Unless they're invisible. I want to go go into the room and just check out all these lockers at the foot of each one of these bunk beds. Okay. Okay, and then I'm going to come in and I'm going to check out this table here. And then I'm going to have AC... AC, use your perception and fly around and see if you see anything interesting. Wheezy, you go sniff around, see if you sniff anything interesting. <laughs> like money. Or expensive cookware. Exactly. Or expensive cookware or anything we could take back to decorate the apartment. All right, so Jake, you head over to this weapon rack and you see that it's filled with elegant elven weapons. Mm. There are longbows, quivers of arrows, javelins, spears, and long swords. Mm. And lying on the ground next to it is a bloody suit of elven chain armor. Mm. And a willow tree is embossed onto each shoulder pad. Interesting. 
And Cullen, you're opening the chest next to the uh, all the bunk beds there, and you find uh, mostly mundane items and personal effects. Uh, you know, stuff that might belong to a soldier. Nothing of value. But you do find three potions of healing. Nice. And Asmir, you're checking out the table, and you see, you know, several mugs and dirty plates and another deck of playing cards. And you also see a drawer in this table. A drawer? Interesting. I'm going to open the drawer. Okay. And inside the drawer, you find a set of keys. Oh, keys. Guys, I found some keys. Mmm. Oh, hold on to those. Okay, so let's keep our eyes out for any keyholes, guys. So Jake is going to pick up the uh, armor, the elven armor. Okay. You pick it up, and you can immediately tell that this... A chain shirt was made by elves, right? It's delicately crafted. It's very light, uh, but it looks incredibly strong. Ooh. Nice. Here's a picture of it. Ooh. Oh, that's girl chain mail, bro. No, it's not girl chain mail. It's elven <laughs> chain mail. They're all the same. <laughs> they have similar same physiques. <laughs> all the elves are uh, androgynous. They're you know? all curvy. You know how it is. <laughs> but you can tell, uh, you know, by the craftsmanship uh, that this is superior to any chain armor you've seen. It's beautiful. And um, he's not the thieving type if it's not a book. But in this case, he thinks that it might come in handy later on. He's going to make an exception. If, if well, so he's going to be loud. There's a lot of low loopholes in the Jake Ethics book. Well, I don't steal unless. Well, chainmail is <laughs> normally really loud. But I'm assuming that at one point we're going to have a battle. And it's going to be big enough to where he might need something a little bit more protective than what he's wearing. And elven chainmail mail seems like a good idea. So he's going to grab that and put it in his bag of holding. Okay. So, but you said it, it was like had blood on it or something. Yes. It does have dried blood on it. Can you examine, examine the blood, do a medicine check on it or something? Can I do a DNA test on it? <laughs> well, I wanted to know if there's any other signs of, you know, combat besides just yeah. this bloody shirt. In this room? Yeah. You do not see any signs of combat in this room. So someone would have brought this here and dropped it on the ground. Are there bloody footprints on the floor? Or blood streaks? No. Mm. I'm just concerned that these uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, twelve bunks are going to be 12 zombies now we got to worry about. Yeah, but exactly. we'll worry about that some other time. So I'm going to give... I, I'm going to give Esmeralda one of these healing potions to pay her back. Esmeralda, here, catch! Oh, thanks. And then I'm going to take one myself because I'm still kind of a little bit wounded and then keep one for later. Okay. I'm going to take the potion. Okay. Drop that on myself. Nice. Eight points. Oh, that's good, because I think I was down by 18. Six. Okay. Eight points back to Cullen and six back to Esmir. Can I can I take a look at the longswords and see if there's anything here of particular worth or perhaps it might be superior? Well, the swords are of elven make and quality, right? So they have that elegant elven aesthetic and they're light and very well balanced. Yeah. So, well, I'll, I, um, how many can I, how many are there and how many can I carry? Because I could just take them all and then sell them later or investigate later. 
There's two longswords, ten javelins, six spears, three longbows, and four quivers of arrows. I'm just going to take the two swords. Okay. How, how long is it? How big is a javelin? <laughs> like five feet. It's bigger than you. <laughs> you know what? I'm thinking two javelins. Two Are you javelins. keeping track of what's in there, Esmeralda? You know, that thing's going to explode javelins one of these days. Javelins don't weigh a lot. They don't weigh a lot. <laughs> I've just got knickknacks and uh, jars of food, buddy. It's not heavy. It's those 20 doilies that are going to put the bag over the limit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be at, I'm going to be like funny. in front of like uh Darfin. And my <laughs> bag's going to explode. And he's just going to be like, that's my entire estate. <laughs> the whole thing in your backpack. <laughs> Thank you for bringing it to me. I, I was going to help you resettle because, you know, your estate's garbage now. You know, I got all the stuff for you so you can feel like you're at home. I got my lie already. That's funny. Okay, so Jake, I see you're over at the eastern door. What are you doing over there? So I listened and I rolled a 19. Okay. All is quiet. Okay. I'm going to check the the door on the on the north side. 19. All is quiet. I'm going to crack it open a bit and take a poke. Okay. You push open the heavy wooden door and you look into a dark 40-foot-long corridor. At the other end is a closed door with a beautiful willow tree carved into the wood. Ooh. Pretty. Okay, close the door. Let's look down the other hallways. Before I close the door, I'm going to look at the hallway. Is there Are there any visual clues, if I use perception, that might tell me whether or not there are additional traps or problems that if I walked in there, do I see the telltale sparkle of like a thin wire moving you know, across the, the, the ground or, or, or like uh, some, some cracks in the masonry that look like they'd be conveniently in the shape of a trap door, so to speak. Okay. Hey, you know, the elvins have the sparkly wires, so keep an eye out for it. Yes, I'm looking for, looking for sparkly wires. 17. You don't see any sparkly wires, okay. and the masonry all looks built to code. <laughs> okay, good, good. Well, Jake, let's check out your door. Probably more interesting. Uh, I don't know. It's It seems pretty interesting that at the end of this door is a, or the end of the hallway is a wooden door with a willow carved into it. I think that's the secret magic door, but let's check this door out first. Okay, fine. And then we go back. That's where the 12 zombies are that used to sleep in here. (laughs) Okay, let's go. So I go back to the door that was quiet. I'm not going to listen again. I'm just going to poke through. Okay. You open the door and you look into a dark room that contains two prison cells. Each cell contains a cot and a small table. And in the eastern cell, you see a pale elf corpse. He wears only a loincloth, and there's a bloody gash across his neck. It must be his armor. So I'm going to go in and over to the cell. Okay, you head over, and the cell door is locked. Is he clearly dead? Uh, He looks pretty dead. Usually when your throat slit, it usually ends with your demise. Yeah, that's true. So his throat is slit, but he's behind a locked door. 
Well, they probably killed him in there and then took the shirt off of him and, and dropped it out locked, there. And locked it. Does he look like anybody we've seen in any of the paintings on the walls? No, he doesn't look familiar, uh, but you surmise that he was like a Flotion guard. Hmm. Do my keys fit into these locks? Yes, they do. Okay. Interesting. I'm going I'm to unlock the door since I found keys and I got a lock. Excuse me, Jake. Okay. She's going to unlock the door. I'm going to stand guard while they're in there in case somebody comes in from any of the entrances. Okay. Don't want to be caught unawares. And then... Now, can I pull out my dagger and slowly walk up to it? And if it moves, I can stab it. (laughs) It's just gonna try and maybe, who knows? Maybe she wants to, I mean, do a medicine check too, you know, and see if there's any way that we could revive this person. Okay. Don't you move, dead body. She's gonna try and walk up to it and put her fingers on its neck. Feel for the last I heard, when you slit something's throat, it means it's dead. <laughs> I know, but it, you know leads to it's a, it leads to its demise. <laughs> I know, but this is a fantasy. This is a fantasy game. Anything can happen. And we got the keys and the doors. I mean, what are you going to do? If you find keys and you find doors and they fit in there, you got to check. Yes, I agree. Get in there. Okay, so you don't feel a pulse. And from how uh, dried up the blood is, uh, you guess that this guard's been dead for a couple days now. Hmm. Sorry, Alfie. And then she puts she puts her fingers on the eyelids and closes them. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Let's lock this damn door in case this guy turns into it. And then Esmere's gonna lock that door, and then she's gonna walk to the next cell, and she's gonna. St- She's going to spit into the cell and see if her spit lands on something invisible. <laughs> it does not. Your spit flies in and just splats on the floor. I don't like this at all. It's a mysterious room. <laughs> it's a mysterious room. It is interesting that you would find a set of keys to two pointless cells. That doesn't sound like a game to me. <laughs> Listen, mister. No, they're not pointless. <laughs> they're, they're not pointless. There's a point, you know, in case if the elves need to lock somebody up. It's just a, it's just about a, a sense of the world building. See, thank you, Eric. You wouldn't, you would just, you would just have one cell for the one dead guy. Okay, Colin. Hey, Colin, you want to go in the cell? I'm gonna unlock the door. You go. Why don't you go lay down for a little bit? I am keeping guard out here. Building. We're gonna do some character building. You Can didn't I even look underneath the mattress. Bit. You didn't even look under the mattress. I'm just going to stand guard here. We'll leave you here in the cell, and we'll come back later. No, we need you, though. You're the meat shield of the group, so Mm. that's okay. I'm the meat shield. Thanks for that vote of confidence. I mean, you're our BFF slash meat. A meat shield is when you grab a dead body and use it to stop a blow. Okay, well, my bad. I think they call me a tank. I am a tank, you see. A tank. Okay, yes. well, thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, this whole jail cell room is really uh, agitating me. Why don't we, do you guys want to just leave? Um, I want to go in and just look on, uh, underneath the bedroll. Okay, I'll open the door for you. Clink, 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 clink. Go check. 
So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just scooch by, go in there and just look around under the bedroll, look at the walls. Esmer's going to slam the door closed and lock it and run out. No, don't do that. That's not funny. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> okay, so you look around the cell and you don't find anything out of place. And the only thing you find under the mattress are a bunch of spiders. Ooh. Kill them. Okay. How much? How much I let them go. They're just little spiders. <laughs> okay, well, I'm keeping these keys in case we gotta lock somebody up. I mean, so I wanna go back out into this area with the um, outside of the cells. Mm-hmm. And I just wanna look along the walls and see if there's any of these um, oddly shaped blocks. So one might be more worn than the other. Something mm-hmm. that would indicate some kind of That's secret a good idea, Jake. button. You're smart. Perhaps extra dark because of the deposition of body oils on the masonry. Are you going to roll something? You going to roll? <laughs> you going to roll or what? Jake! <laughs> oh. Jake thinks. She, like, she hits Jake. Jake, Jake. Jake's freezing up again. He's freezing up. Think. Yeah, what do I What do I see? <laughs> 19. Pretty good for someone that forgot the dude. You, you see no deposition of body oils in the masonry. Okay. The accumulated grime of many years of touching a spot. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna body just, oils. I'm gonna exit and then go back here. Let's go north. We are going to the room with a willow. Mm. Cullen. The willow room. Get in there. Cullen, Cullen, get in there. <laughs> Come with me. Let us go. Cullen, you get in there. You're the tank. You go first. Precisely. <laughs> Thank you. Tanks are going first. <laughs> oh, that, that's not going to get old at all for Esmir. Well, I looked earlier for traps. I didn't see any. I got a pretty high roll. I'm not too concerned. Esmir just pushes him a little bit. Walk oh. up to the next door and listen at it. And just I'll go with for you. the sake of doing it, sure. I'm going to roll uh, stealth as I walk up, just in case somebody is listening from the opposite side. 17. Ooh, nice. All is quiet. Well, no, that was me sneaking up. Oh. You are quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you are very quiet. <laughs> Now I listen. Nice. 21. All is quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I open the door and poke my head in just enough to look around. You peek in and see a large circular room lined with white slabs of fine marble. The room is dimly illuminated by glowing organic designs and elven runes that are carved into the marble. The ceiling is domed and 30 feet high, and in the center of the dome is a glowing carving of a crescent moon. The light from this moon shines down onto the middle of the room, where on a low pedestal stands a 12-foot-tall white marble statue of a male elf dressed in elegant warrior's robes and chainmail. He has a wise look upon his face and a simple cornet upon his head. He leans on the pommel of a magnificent longsword, and the entire statue has been splashed with blood. It blood, because this is 
um, Coraline Shrine. Mm. And this is what she desecrated with the blood of the servants. The guy in the cell. This was to trigger the portal. Mm. Can we see that door on the opposite side of the room? Uh, yes. As you make your way in, you can see a closed door directly across from you. All right. Well, I guess I'll look in and see if I, it just looks like there's anything like traps, you know, irregular stone flags, sparkly wires, things of this nature. Ooh, 22. Nice. You don't see anything that would indicate a trap. Okay. I'm going to walk up to the statue, get a better look. That's what I want to do. Okay. What are you doing, Esmir? Esmir's going to, she's going to, she's going to just... Uh, carefully step one step into the room. Easy, come on in here, buddy. Okay. Uh, and Cullen and Jake, as you guys make your way up to the statue, I'll take a religion check. Oh, I wonder who's better at that. Well, let's see. It depends on what the roll is. 13 plus 6, a 19. Oh, a 3. I have a negative 1. Yes, that was one class you were never good at. <laughs> so, Jake, you immediately recognize uh, who this statue represents, and I whispered it to you. I see. This statue is of Coronan Lorethian. He was the first of the Celadrine, the creator of the elves, you see. So this is what they were talking about in the story you were reading? Yes, this is Coraline, and this is his shrine. Mm. You remember the journal entry from Shalendra where she told of spilling the blood of the yeah. of the uh, servants. servants around the house. Servants, yes. That's what they were doing. So well, then what happened? What's going on? What's where did, what, So she splashed the blood on here and then what happened? Is this the portal room? Well, we don't I know. think it's beyond the door. It might be beyond that door. Is, did Jake examine, did you examine the runes? The runes look magical to you, Esmir, so you can roll an arcana check. Ooh. I'm gonna check out the runes, guys. Hopefully nothing You else. rune it up. Meanwhile, I'm gonna go listen at this door across the hall. What? Or chamber. Just wait, shit. I can stand over here, won't it affect you at all. What the? Just focus on what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ooh, nice. Nice arcana. So, Esmir, you take a look at these glowing runes carved into the walls, and you can immediately tell that this is high elven magic, right? And from your high arcana check, uh, you quickly surmise that this room is the center of the wards that protect the Flotian estate. Ooh, you could bust those wards and then, uh, you know, Lord Flotian could come home. Yeah, you remember Lord Flotion telling you about the wards designed to keep um, evil beings away from the uh, portal network, okay. uh, but that somehow the wards were reversed uh, to instead keep him away. Yeah, right. And Esmir, from your check, uh, you now know that uh, this is where all that is happening from. Okay. Right, because she desecrated it. Yes, it looks like she desecrated it with blood, and that that is somehow, um, you know, uh, affecting the protection magic. Okay, so I want to pour holy water over the head of this thing, and I want to clean it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Reconsecrate? Can you, like, undesecrate it, bro? That's what I'm going to try to do right now. Cool. Brilliant okay. thinking. 
I'm going to use my flask of holy water, you see. I only have one left. And I look at it dejectedly. Do you want me to put some glitter on it? Um, do you know what, Esmir? I appreciate the offer, but (laughs) glitter tends to, I don't know, ruin things. So let's not in this case. Okay. Okay, yeah, do it, Jake, do it. Yeah, so I'm just gonna take um, some holy water, I'm gonna pour it into my hand, and I'm gonna start rubbing it over his head and cleaning the blood off, and then I wanna take the cleanest part of my cloak that I could possibly find, if there is one, (laughs) Um, and I wanna, you know, do the holy water and polish this thing up. Okay, so you come up to this 12 foot tall statue and you pull yourself up onto its arms that are resting on its long sword. So you're standing on the pommel of the sword so you can uh, reach Corlon's head. Okay. And you start pouring holy water on it and the holy water mixes with the dried blood and starts running down the white marble. And then we cut to uh, Cullen creeping up to the closed door to take a listen, when suddenly the door bursts open. (laughs) Coming through the door are elf dread warriors. Roll initiative. Oh my God. Awesome. A 10. 16. 20. Nice. Nat 20, 22. Wow, they look like 80s heavy metal guys. So Colin says, If you've been saving any special slots, now's the time to use them. (laughs) No special slots here, boy. Do you got any? (laughs) All right, so Cullen, the door bursts open, and you see a dread warrior dressed in elven chainmail, just like the armor that Jake found in the barracks, and it wields an elven longsword like the ones that you found. Mm -hmm. And the creature was definitely an elf that's been transformed into a dread warrior, right? So its skin is now pale, its eyes glow red, and it rushes towards you. You know what? You know what? I I think what I'm going to do because I can't. No, because they're gonna they're gonna push past me, surround me, flank me, get to you guys. We need to get out of this room. That's amazing. I didn't know you had clairvoyance. I, it's just what's gonna happen. It's how the battles work. Um, I'm a battle master. I know these things. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to disengage and um, move to the, uh, to, um, ah, shit. This is not strategically a good position to be in. Jake's gonna get overwhelmed too. You know, I'm gonna move to, I'm gonna disengage from this guy and move to a flanking position next to Jake. That way we're, you know, shoulder to shoulder. And Jake's on top of the statue. Oh, Jake's on the statue? Yeah, he's six feet off the floor scrubbing its head. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well then I, all right, so I'm gonna back up so that the statue's behind me and at least I can't get flanked from behind. Okay, and as you're backing up, that dark hallway on the other side of the door suddenly lights up and you now see more dread warriors in there ready to charge into the room. But before you can count how many, three rays of fire shoot out through the doorway and streak right towards you. Oh, great. The first ray misses with a 10. It slams into the statue behind you. 
The second ray hits with a dirty 20. And the third one misses with a 16. Oh, uh -oh. wow. And the one that hits you does 2d6 fire damage. So you take seven points of fire damage. Wow. Okay. And then we cut to Esmir on the other side of the room. So uh, Jake's on top of the statue. Cullen's backing up to the statue. Someone's casting magic from behind the other door as dread warriors start charging through it. What are you going to do? Um, Esmir is going to... She's going to run up behind Cullen. I'm going to touch him. And I'm going to imbue him with the power to spew magical energy from his mouth. <laughs> Provided that he has one. We know he has one. <laughs> and I could choose acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison. That's crazy. Jake's looking down like, what the hell is she doing now? <laughs> Until the spell ends, the creature can use an action to exhale energy of the chosen type in a 15-foot cone. Ooh, that's a big cone. The creature in the area must make a dexterity saving throw, taking 3d6 damage of the chosen type of on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. So what are we going to pick? Acid um, would be pretty I think awesome. Acid. Acid's going to hurt anything. Okay, let's go with acid. So I'm going to be like... <laughs> I'm going to come up to Colin, I'm going to slap him on the butt. Acid fire breath, bro! <laughs> and I go, <laughs> So that's a bonus, that's my bonus action. Mm. So Cullen, you can use your action to spew out this 15-foot cone of acid for the next minute or for as long as Esmir maintains her uh, concentration on the spell. If I do that, then will I also be like, um, what do you call it, like, not able to do in a, my second attack, or is that considered an attack? It's not considered an attack, but it does require an action. So you won't be able to use your second attack or your bonus attack. So he won't be able to do his three attacks, is what you're saying? No. Okay. But that's a pretty good attack to have. Yeah, but that's not good. It's not good to give it to Cullen, though, because he's much more powerful without it. Gotcha. Well, with a 15-foot cone, he could take on, you know, multiple enemies. Also, also, they still take damage on a failed save. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we'll keep it. Whereas if I miss somebody with the sword, then I miss them. I just wanted to confirm that I couldn't do anything else. You cannot. So, but I have to figure out what my action's going to be because I can't use a concentration spell. Yeah, I'm going to, um, Esmer's going to throw a firebolt at him, and then she's also going to finish her movement. Okay. Okay. I'm going to throw my firebolt. Oh, I still blessed, but 18 does the trick. 18 hits. Okay. And damage. Ooh, Six bad. points of damage. He's wounded. And then Esmir's going to... Do me proud, Colin. <laughs> skillyboo, skillyboo, skillyboo. And then I'm just gonna, I'm gonna backwards skip back to the door. <laughs> All right, and as you skip back, the dread warriors start to pour through the doorway. <gasps> the first one runs up to Cullen and swings its elven longsword at him. <gasps> and misses with a 12. And another undead elven warrior follows and swings at Cullen. And also misses with a 14. And then a third one charges out. In a 15-foot cone 
type shape. <laughs> I'm just saying, 15 foot cone. <laughs> this one uh, comes behind to flank and attacks with advantage. And hits with a 17. Ouch. Doing 1d8 plus 4, 10 points of damage. Oh, man. Dude, all your healing is like going to crap. <laughs> I ain't dead yet. <laughs> and then a fourth one rushes out, and uh, this one comes up to the statue and swings at Jake to try and knock him off. You down there, leave me alone. I'm just doing my. I'm cleaning this thing. You messed it up. And it misses with a 14. I lift my feet up. <laughs> <laughs> I hold on to. The, I hold on to Coraline's head, and I just pull my feet up right as the sword is aiming at my ankles. <laughs> right. And uh, now it's your turn, Jake, as you're hugging Corleone's head. Corleone's head. Corleone. It's Corleone. Don Corleone. Hey, have a fucking cannoli. Hey. Um, Make him an offer. He can't refuse. Oh. <laughs> All right. So I was going to bless everybody, but instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast um, my Spirit Guardians. Things get tight, Spirit Guardians. Do you right. Um, and that, and so now what I want to do is, yeah, I was just going to climb down off of the pole. Okay. <laughs> it's um, not a pole, it's a statue. I mean the statue, <laughs> right, the column or whatever it's on. Jake, um, we're not at the bars. Exactly. slow down. No one's going to put any crowns in your g-string <laughs> right there is where i want to um land for now and square off with dread warrior four okay you have no idea what's coming number four <laughs> funny shirt you've got on there all right so that makes it uh ac's turn what's ac gonna do ac's gonna stay here for now okay and then charging into the room comes the burly, mustachioed Thean warrior that you guys saw earlier. I knew those guys were down the hallway. That's who throw the firebolts was a bald-headed tattoo lady. And he rushes in with his shield out and sword held high. For Thay! And he runs right into the spirit guardians. Yes. So target him and roll his wisdom saving throw. And he failed. Ooh, he's a dum-dum. He failed and he gets nailed with uh, <laughs> ghostly librarians. Nice. Roll the damage. He does 3d8 radiant. You fail. You got nailed. Oh, Jesus. That was shit. Seven points. All right, so he runs into the swirling guardians and gets uh, sliced a little bit with radiant damage, but he continues forward with his shield up, you know, blocking some of the guardians, and he attacks Cullen. Saiyan warrior must die. And he has pack tactics, so he attacks with advantage. Oh, and barely misses with a 16, but he quickly swings again. This time he connects with an 18, doing... 12 points of damage Damn. as he cuts deep into Cullen. I'm below half. Just a little. Alright, Cullen, you're flanked by dread warriors and now there's this Thayan warrior right in your face. What are you going to do? Well, these guys are not conveniently lined up in a cone. Yeah, you can move. 
Um, I could, if I take the disengage action, I can't do anything else. Well, you can't get three, but you could get one and two, one and four, or three and the Thayan warrior. Um, I guess I'll go after three and Thayan warrior because I really don't have any choice. Okay, so Esmir, since you got the spell, target the Thayan warrior and dread warrior number three and roll their dexterity saving throws. Okay. And Cullen, tell us what's happening to you right now. I, I just, I guess I feel this compulsion to open my mouth and outspews acid. They both fail. Oh my God, they both rolled ones. Whoa. Oh, they weren't oh, ready for that. They're like, what the fuck fails. is happening? The tank, the tank's got acid breath? Fuck. <laughs> that's right. That's great. All right, roll the damage. 3d6. Nine. So they each take nine points of acid damage. That is awesome. Yikes. That's great. I think uh, a second wind might be a bonus action, but it might be an action action. No, it's a bonus action. So I think that's what I'll do since I'm below half my hit points. Okay. (laughs) One. Eight, eight points you got back. Yeah, but that's mostly because of my plus seven for my constitution. It's better than one. And then stepping into the doorway is the red-robed and tattooed Thean apprentice. Shit. Oh boy. And she holds out her hands and yells, For says Tam! And three scorching rays streak across the room towards Esmir. The first ray hits with a dirty 20. The second ray hits with another dirty 20. Jesus Christ. And the third ray misses. So the first ray does, oh, she rolled two ones. Yes. That's so sad. And the second ray does six points. So eight total points of fire damage. Baloney. All right, Esmir, another wizard's shown up and has taken you on. What are you going to do? I'm going to... You know what Esmir's going to do? Esmir's going to be like, you know what? I like that scorching ray thing that you've got going on there. And Esmir's going to use her Scorching Ray spell to shoot some of these Dread Warriors. How's that sound? Do you have a scroll? I got a scroll, bro. It's right in my inventory. <laughs> got a scroll, bro. So you don't need to use a she slot. Was like, she, she's watching the shooting rays go by, and she's like, hmm. The shooting rays that like, are flying right at you? <laughs> she's like, hmm, you know what? I'll see your Scorching Rays, and I'll raise you. A couple more scorching rays. Okay, I'm gonna shoot this guy right here because I can smell him from where I'm standing. you. Okay, at number three. And I'm gonna say, hey, bald lady, I, that's a cool trick you got. She's gonna shoot her scorching rays at this gross guy. Oh, a hit. Nice. Ooh. 24 hits. Ow. Nice. Strong. Nine points. Hits. 20. Yes, dirty 20. <laughs> the, the, the force is strong with this one. Oh, yeah. man. 10. Yikes. And that kills it. Oh, nice. my That's too bad. I got one more, Ray. You got one more. Ray Leotas. I'm going to call these my Leotas. Um, 
Who wants one? <laughs> scorching Which Leota. Which one bitches want? Again, <laughs> Scorching Leota. <laughs> Which one of you bitches wants one? <laughs> Which one of you bastards wants a Scorching Leota? I think uh, that Dread Warrior 1 might want one. You look like... So Dread Warrior 1 and 2 are behind the statue, right, from where you're standing. Uh, so they're going to get some cover. Oh, oh. in Warrior. Thayan <laughs> Warrior. That's what I'm thinking. You're still shooting oh, in hey a straight girl. line. Boom, boom. The guy falls, and there's him standing right behind the third I got one, one for you, Baldy. Nice. Ouch. 26. 26 hits hard. Oh, Six, not bad. Not bad. Six damage. I wound you, Baldy. I know this. Is He's not bald. He's got a mohawk. No, she. I was hitting the chick. Oh, I thought you were going up after top. Warrior. Never oh. mind. Oh, okay. That's Bain what I thought you were doing. Apprentice. Apprentice. All right. So that was your action. You gonna do anything else? Um, I think I'm gonna give Colin my bardic inspiration. Ooh. Once within the next ten minutes, he can roll the die and add. Roll a d6 and add that roll to one of his ability checks, attack roll or saving throw. Okay. Hang in there, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to write a song about you fighting these guys. It's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to reach the number one Faerun chart. <laughs> and then I think that Esmir might pull uh, on Esmir. And she's going to do a back roll <laughs> through the door and around the corner here. Okay. Don't go too far! Okay, so now it's the Dread Warrior's turn, and they're all surrounded by spirit guardians. So do your thing, Jake. All right, so Thayan, Dread Warrior 2, Dread Warrior 1, and Dread Warrior 4 are all targeted. And there's success, six, uh, fail, success, and fail. 50-50. So Dread Warrior 4 and Dread Warrior 2 failed. The Thayan Warrior succeeded as long as as well as Dread Warrior 1. So it's 3d8 radiant. Uh, this is what I like to see. And oh, shit rolls uh, again. Shit roll again. Not cool. Eight points. Oh, but the other ones did get half, so they did take four points, which is at least something. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's okay. Now we continue with the Dread Warriors, and the Thayan yells out, Get that cleric! (laughs) That cleric rolls his eyes. So Dread Warrior 1 steps up and swings at Jake, and hits with a 23, doing nine nine points of damage. And number 4 also steps up and swings at Jake. Miss! It hits with a 19. Hey, I don't need this. Doing 12 points maximum damage. Ooh, ugh. And then number two is going to continue attacking Cullen. <gasps> and misses with a 10. Sweet. And as Cullen dodges, we cut to Jake, flanked by undead elven warriors. What are you going to do, Jake? Okay, um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to cast um, Toll the Dead. Um, Dread Warrior 4. And he fails. He fails. Oh, jeez. Skabong. 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 <laughs> I'm catching myself up. Esmir's behind there. Skabong. Um, so that would be 
eight sixteen points of necrotic. Oh wow! Nice max damage, and it almost kills it. Oh, he's almost dead. Yeah, it's staggering from that. I thought necrotic damage gave them juice. Well, it depends on the creature. Oh, really? Not all undead are the same. Oh, great. All right, that was your action. You gonna do anything else? Um, and I believe what I would like to do is cast my spiritual weapon in the form of the Book of Agmayote at Dread Warrior 4 and hopefully finishing him off. Die. And misses. 13 misses. Damn it. Ugh. Okay. All right. Shit. Okay. Then we go to AC. If he moves, he's just going to get killed. I'll wait. I'll wait one more turn. Okay, so now it's the Thane Warrior's turn. And since we accidentally rolled the Spirit Guardians on him during the Dread Warrior's turn, we're going to go ahead and skip that. Ah, gotcha. And he is going to continue to attack Cullen. And he misses with a nine, but he quickly swings again. This time he hits with a dirty 20, Mm. doing eight points of damage, putting Cullen into heavy. Oh boy. When I defeat you, I will take you back to Thay as my slave. (laughs) Gross. All right, Cullen, this Thayan is slicing you up. What are you gonna do? So I'm below half now, if I'm not mistaken. Just below half. So I am going to call on Halia's haste. Halia, aid me now. Halia. Bright axe. <laughs> Every now and then she'll give you haste. You call for the aid of a dead god? You fool. She can't help you now. Shut up. You're going to suffer for that, buddy. So that takes an action. So I, I can't do anything because I don't have a bonus action, I don't think. And uh, Helios takes, a, takes an action. Um, but you do gain an additional action on each of your turn. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I do, so I have an extra action? That action can be used only to take the attack, one weapon attack only, dash, disengage, hide, or use an object action. You can disengage. Which is what I was thinking about doing, actually. Yeah. Because I'm kind of surrounded here, so... I think I'm going to use that extra action to disengage and move over here to the other side of the statue next to Jake. So we can be back to back. Let's get them. All right, Jake and Cullen are back to back with the creator of the elves towering above them. And then we cut to the Thean apprentice. And she leaves the doorway and hugs the wall here to avoid the swirling spirit guardians. Bastard. Clerics, they're always messing up Thean plans. It's so annoying. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. We read your tattoo book. It was pretty boring. So she uh, hugs the wall, and she makes her way to here, and she holds out her hands, and then flames shoot out from her fingertips in a 15-foot cone. So I'm going to go ahead and roll uh, dexterity saving throws for Cullen, Jake, and Wheezy. Come on, Wheezy, dodge, dodge. Jake and Cullen succeed. Wheezy fails. Aww. Just barely. He almost got out of the way. Oh, 
So Jake and Cullen take six points of fire damage, but Wheezy doesn't make it and is burned to a crisp. Exceeds Damn. hit points by 12. <laughs> oh, Wheezy. Good sizzle. <laughs> now you pissed off the gnome. <laughs> you sizzled my Wheezy. That's not cool. Now you pissed off the gnome. She was just mad at you before. <laughs> now she's pissed. Now you have no idea what you've unleashed, Baldy. Baldy. Garibaldi. Oh, she's going back. She's doing Oh, she's Esmir. doing that. Hey, she's pulling Esmir over there. <laughs> yes. You better run. And she's also skirting the perimeter of sexy librarians. Yes, she stays against the wall and makes her way back to the doorway. And then uh, we cut back to the opposite doorway where a stunned Esmir watches as her wheezy gets burned to a crisp. That's not nice. What are you going to do? Okay. So Esmir's gonna put her hands into fists. She's gonna put them down at her sides. And she's gonna run with her shoulders forward and her head. She's gonna scream really loud. You killed my Wheezy! And she's gonna run around the room all the way to almost the door where Baldy was. Okay, but as you run through, uh, this dread warrior here is gonna get an opportunity attack on you. As I run by? Yeah, yep. four is next to the wall where you'd be running. Okay, well, fuck him. Let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> I got Haley on my side. And it swings its elven longsword at you. And hits with a 23. Oh. Damn. I'll still be alive. It does 10 points of damage. God dang it. Ow! Ow, you stupid! Son of a bitch. <laughs> so now who's in the 10 feet away from me, though? That's what I want to know. Two, one, uh, four. Uh, uh, uh. Two, one, and She's four. She's just out of my And reach. so is Than. Yep. Yeah, Than Warrior's 10 feet. Oh, Than Warrior's right. in there, too. So, um, so Esmir's going to run over there. You killed my Wheezy. And then she's going to stomp her foot on the ground and go, Thunder, 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 step it. <laughs> she's gonna stop, stop her foot on the ground, and everyone with everyone in ten feet of the space that I left. So I'm gonna disappear, and there's gonna be a thunder wave, a thunder wave, and each person is gonna get three uh, d ten if they don't make their Constitution saving throw. Okay. And then the ones that succeed are gonna get half. Wait, is it the is it the tile you just left, meaning out in the hall, or is no, it? No, no. I'm actually gonna disappear, and I'm gonna oh. teleport myself back to back. my spot. Gotcha. Cool. But in the meantime, I'm gonna thunderstep all those bitches. Nice. All y'alls. Okay, target all four of them and roll their Constitution saving throws. Okay. I you know. God, There's nothing better than control quick clicking a bunch of bad guys. And hopefully you'll take out <laughs> Dread Warrior 4. Okay, guys. Here goes nothing. Oh, one fail, one succeeded. Fail. But they're all going to still get damage. That's good. That's good. So 4, even though he succeeded, is probably going to die. Maybe. Let's hope. Holy smokes, 22 damage. Oh, nice. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. That's 11. 
11 for the half, so that's awesome. And it killed them. It killed two of them. Dread Warriors 1 and 4. Yeah. Oh, wow. You got those right off of me, and you took two way down. Yeah. And then I'm not even there anymore. I'm not even there anymore. I'm going to skadoosh. Poosh. That was freaking kick-ass. So you can imagine her running with her arms down. Ah! She takes a hit, too, because she's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and then I look over at Baldy and I say, see what happens when you focus your energy on the cleric? <laughs> That's what you get for killing a weasel, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> little tiny little weasel. And then I'm going to teleport myself skadoosh, back outside the door. Okay, so how far can you teleport? I think, like, pretty far. <laughs> that is not a number. <laughs> I think, like, pretty far. I think, like, far enough. I think, like, pretty far. I think I remember it being pretty far. It's, it like, oh, pretty far, here. you know. Uh, to an unoccupied space, you can see within range. Okay, so it has to be in the doorway, not around the corner. But what does it mean by within range? That's the thing, within range. Of what? Uh, 90 feet. There you go. So I'm going to go a little bit further then. I'm going to go down to there. Okay. So you teleport yourself back into the hall. Back in the hall. And Dread Warriors 1 and 4 get knocked down by the blast, and they don't get back up. Oh, that's so sad. Finish them! She's going to yell from the hall. <laughs> Finish them! <laughs> and as you uh, teleport back to the door, you hear the Thean apprentice yell out, Nice trick, little wizard. I can't wait to steal that from your spell book. Oh, you will have to wait until your next life, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's spirit guardian time. So target uh, dread warrior number two and roll its wisdom saving throw. Um... Spirit Guardians, and he fails. Uh oh. Yeah. Right on. Three D eight radiant. Oh boys. Eight points. Three D eight. Eight freaking points. What the? But that was enough to kill it. That killed it. Nice Nice. by one. Ah. You guys are kicking some major ass. All right, Jake, you're. Guardians are shredding up the last Dread Warrior, leaving the two Theans. What are you going to do? I am going to um, reach over and uh, put my hand on Cullen's shoulder. And at third level, I'm going to cast Pure Wounds. 3d8 plus 4. Do it. Doing, oh, that was good. 22 points. Ooh. Nice. So my wound is now 18. Then I'm going to take my spell book and I'm going to wing it at the Thayan warrior. Oh, oh shit. It misses. It goes good. winging around the, the shrine and misses. Yeah, as it flies at him, he puts up his shield and blocks the book. Bastard, we'll get you. Now it's Ace's turn. What's he going to do? Um, Ace's going to fly across the room here. And he's going to look and... He's going to look into that room. Okay. And he sees another hallway that leads to a closed door. 
Mm. And then we cut to the Thayan warrior being assailed by spirit guardians. Ah, yes. Go ahead and roll his wisdom saving throw. Spirit guardians. The sexy librarians. Fail. He succeeds. Damn. He still takes damage, right? God, shit rolls, man. Takes four points of damage. Oh, but it gave him nine, so you might have... Oh, yeah, four points. Okay, cool. But it puts him into heavy. Mm. Put him into heavy, but he's not deterred and continues to attack Cullen. Forte! Oh, and he misses. I'm I'm gonna do a reaction. I'm gonna try to repost this guy. Okay. Nice. So he... His blade goes a little wide, misses me, and I use this opportunity to get in there for a quick repost and um i'm going to take a swing with the axe nice four hits and we do nine points of damage right on that's awesome all right nice so he swings wide and you see an opportunity and slice him but he quickly recovers and swings again and misses again with a seven. Oh wow these damn spirit guardians are distracting them. <laughs> Their cleavage is distracting them. <laughs> the sexy librarians are distracting them. <laughs> and the repose kind of threw him off guard a little bit, too. Yeah, he's all thrown off. And Cullen, it's your turn. What are you going to do? Uh, all right, so I'm just going to have at Thayan Warrior with my normal range of attacks. Because he looks like he's on his last legs. All right, so I'm just going to go with the battle axe first. Nat 20. Oh, yeah. Nice. Critical hit. Sorry. So here's the damage roll. 11. He's still alive. And then, um, then, no, wait, wasn't he supposed to do critical damage, vicious critical? Yep, your axe does an extra 2d6 crit damage. Did you got a special axe? Yep. Oh. oh man, nine points, and that kills him. Kill him, yeah. <laughs> I cleave his skull in twain. Yo, Baldy, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> and you look, uh, and you see her at the doorway, and uh, she's got a horrified look on her face as she watches Cullen cut down the warrior. Ah, uh, and she's right to be afraid. So, um, I still have movement left, so I run up to her and take a swing. How about you? 18. Nice. Nice. Oh. Oh. Five. Five points of damage. So I guess I'll carry on with the sword. 25. Nice. Six Six more points of damage. And then my extra attack from Haley is haste. Nice. 15 hits. 22. 22 hits. And the damage from that is yes. maximum 12. Right She's on. She's in heavy. Put her into heavy. And now it's her turn. You bastards. You killed Fritz. Fritz. <laughs> you killed Fritz. You killed Fritz, you lousy, stinking bastards. <laughs> and she, uh, she panics, you know, with Cullen up in her face. And she disengages and starts running down the hall oh, towards the running. closed door. Oh. Take it on the heel and toe. And as she's running, she's yelling, Master, oh, help, Master, boy. they're coming. Oh, no, oh, great. Boy. And then we cut to the other side of the room and Esmir. What are you going to do? Esmir, get in here. Let me see what I could do to her, because I could run across the room. I can zap her with something. 
Let me see what that might be. You know what? Maybe I'll levitate the bitch just like I did her friends. <laughs> now levitate is concentration, so you'll lose the dragon breath on Cullen. Yeah. That's okay. But it'll be fun. <clears throat> okay. So I am going to levitate her with my harp shield harp. Okay. Oh God, I hope this works. That would be so much fun. The wizard pinata. So she's gonna shoot it out. She's gonna be like, and we all float on, okay. Fail, fail. Oh, she succeeds. Oh, oh. Damn it. Dang it. Uh. Nice try. <laughs> I'll get you, my pretty. <laughs> that stinks. That would have been very That would have been great fun. That would have been perfect. And then I'm going to move just five feet to the diagonal so I'm not in her direct line of sight. Okay. <laughs> Alright, Jake, the apprentice is running off and yelling for help. What are you gonna do? Okay. So I could go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 and be on this freak. Okay. <laughs> she's not a freak, she's just different. You know what? She's a freak. <laughs> she's a super freak. So you can she's call her whatever freaky. you want, but she's a freak. Um, okay, but I run up to her, and I want to cast Inflict Wounds. Ooh. So I'm going to run up with my palms out, and I'm going to slam them into her. Okay. Like touch football. And I hit. You hit. First level, doing 3d10 necrotic. Whoa, 3d10? At first level? Jesus Christ. And it kills her! Wow. <laughs> she just started bleeding from every orifice. Blood spurts out from her ears, tainting your little goofy tattoos on your head. You 3d10? And what did you roll? My yeah, it's 3d10 necrotic damage. You rolled an 18. 18. Damage exceeds. exceeds hit points by 7. Yes. So I stopped her dead in her tracks. You will not run. I ran up to her with my palms out and just slammed them into her. And as she falls, she yells out a final word. Master. Oh, and boy. as she hits the ground, the door at the end of the hall opens. And beyond it, you now see another broad circular chamber, similar to the previous chamber, but the walls of this chamber are shimmering. There's a portal room. Jake's gonna grab his book and run away. <laughs> no, it was nice knowing uh, you. Uh, guys, I... this is not good. I think we found the portal room though. All right, we're still in initiative. Cullen, Jake says he just found the portal room. What are you gonna do? I'm going to, um, I'm gonna run up past Jake. I can run through him actually. Cause I'm gonna run up to the door and look in there. And since I have alias haste, I w I'd still have movement once I get to the door. Okay, so Cullen, uh, who's jacked up on Halia, runs past you, Jake, and he's running so fast that your cloak billows. <laughs> and Cullen, you look into a circular chamber and you see that the walls are flickering and shimmering with three different images, or perhaps actual places. 
On one side, you recognize the image. It's the town of Daggerford, off in the distance. The second is of a massive chamber surrounded by eight stone altars. And the third location is a field of charred earth, and a river of bubbling lava runs through it. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. The chamber is otherwise empty, but you hear whispering. Will you hear that? Yeah, I say it looks like that we found the portal room, but I don't see anybody in here, but I'm going to go in and I'm going to investigate. That's not good. Um, I still have movement, so I wanted to move into the room up to 60 feet. That's 45, uh, 55, 60 should be here. Okay. Esmir, the boys are all the way down the next hall, and it sounds like they found the portal room. What are you going to do? Okay. I'm going to take a uh, greater potion of healing. Good idea. 15 points back. That was good. 15. That was a good and roll. I'm going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. That's as far as I can go. Okay, you run into the next hall and you see Jake next to the doorway and beyond it, you see Cullen standing in a circular chamber. Around him are flickering and shimmering images. Okay, master, get your ass out here. Oh, you're gonna start taunting immediately. All right. Are you not in the room yet? I'm screaming into the room. Hey. Master, we killed all your friends. Jake, Esmir's come up behind you, and she's taunting the master. What are you going to do? So, um, I think that I, too, want to take a potion of greater healing. 4d4 plus 4. 15 points. Ooh, the exact same amount. So now I'm just wounded. Sweet. So now what I want to do is I want to go into the room where Cullen is. And I want to check out the the trippy walls. Okay, you head in and you see that there are three shimmering portals in here. In one, you see the walls of Daggerford off in the distance, maybe like a mile away. In another, you see an enormous chamber. At the edges of it, you see stone altars. And it immediately reminds you of what Esmir saw in Thegar's mind. And the third portal leads into a plain of ash and fire and a river of lava. This is neat. Look at this. And then, stepping out of the portal to the chamber with the stone altars is a red wizard. He wears a red robe with a high collar that covers his ears, and it's all trimmed in black and gold. And his bald head is covered with intricate Thean tattoos. He holds a staff made of dark glass, and he looks at you and says, So the fiend was right. You did come, and you eliminated my forces. But it does not matter. For you now face the Zolkir of Conjuration, Sabas of Thay. <laughs> and then the familiar glow of mage armor surrounds him. And as that happens, Jake, you suddenly feel a sharp pain in your side. What? And then appearing next to you is a golden haired elf with a scar under her right eye. 
and you immediately recognize her from her portrait. It's Shalendra Floshin. But instead of the beautiful violet eyes that you saw in the portrait, her eyes now glow a menacing red. And they immediately remind you of Gabula and Julkin, Wartsnack and Harpshield, and Flubnak and Phyland Lodge. And in her hands, she holds an elven longsword that is now stabbing you. Oh. Oh. My. Fucking God. And then Esmir yells out, Is that somebody's sister? Question mark. <laughs> and then Cullen yells back, You need to let that go. <laughs> hey everyone, thanks for listening to Roll Radio. All right, so the party's made it to the portal room at the end of the dungeon and met the dungeon bosses the Red Wizard Sabas and Shalendra Floshin, the mysterious sister that they've been hearing about since the beginning of the campaign, and whose uh, journal entries that they've been reading throughout their exploration of the manor, and of course, uh, the person uh, that they've been sent here to rescue. So, hmm, what are they going to do now? Okay, so there are only a couple episodes left in this season of Scourge of the Sword Coast. I hope you've been enjoying it, and I hope you're excited to see what happens next. Uh, If you are, please consider supporting us in this endeavor through donations, merch, or by becoming a patron. Just a couple bucks a month, and you'll get early access and tons of outtakes that don't make it into the final edit. Like in this episode's bonus content, you can listen to the party continue to strategize even after we've finished playing. You get a behind-the-scenes look at their desperation. Check out the show's description or RollRadio.com for links. You can also support us by supporting your dice addiction. Head over to FanRollDice.com and use the promo code RollRadio because you know you got to have the cool dice when you play the cool game. And the game we're playing is Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition and the Scourge of the Sword Coast module by Wizards of the Coast. Check them out at dnd.wizards.com. All the in-game music and sound effects are from sirenscape.com, because epic games need epic sounds. All right, thanks again for listening, and be sure to tune in next time to learn what type of guts are Esmir's favorite type of guts.